Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Colin. This week, we bring you the 100th episode of We Call It Soccer, featuring Egyptian gods, big shams with the Muppets, and the gang getting all sappy and shit. This is the 100th episode, guys. It's special. It's fantastic. It's the only episode uh, 100 that I've ever been a part of, of anything ever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, usually I quit long before this. Yeah. <laughs> usually I quit long before this, but this is my podcast, so I can't do that. <laughs> we were supposed to have like uh, all these great former Minnesota United players, because that's like what po- soccer podcasts here apparently do for their special episodes. So we were going to get like Omar Daly... Um, <laughs> I mean, I thought Johnny for our, Steele. <laughs> I thought oh. our very special episode was going to be like you guys give me an intervention or something, but <laughs> on a very special we call it soccer. <laughs> no, no, that that's just us like hanging out with you before we record. You know that, that happens every week, Colin. So wait, you guys are both enablers and interveners? What? Right. <laughs> yeah, don't you know the, notice the ban- banner that says intervention, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's do what we do best, guys, and jump straight into talking about soccer with a segment that we call Loon Monitoring. In the Loon Monitoring segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC and all the things that it did in this past week. The first of which is that they played uh, FC Dallas and lost 2-0. I was there. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but, but what happened in the actual game before we get to the away experience? The actual game was surprisingly not terrible for a zero-goal offensive performance. Um, defense actually looked pretty solid. I think both Sam Cronin and Mark Birch, who were making their first appearances for the Loons, both of them had solid enough games. A couple of shakes here and there from both of them, but mm-hmm. overall very solid games. Yeah. Second goal, at least, was kind of Cronin's missed mark but it was also good press by the Dallas offense but um I mean you can't really fault the loons for losing 2-0 against one of the best sides in the Western Conference one of the best keepers in the Western Conference by the look of things Jesse Gonzalez played out of his mind Jesse Gonzalez played like the goalkeeper version of Will Grigg during that game, it, <laughs> he, was he, was, he was indeed on fire. Yeah. Um, five saves in the second half. Five saves, yeah, yeah, and it, all and very impressive saves. I don't think any of them were very routine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a couple of blasts from deep from a couple of loons uh, thrown in and Venegas that he got up and knocked out of bounds before they could find the top corner. And yep. credit credit to our offense, it just kept going even though we were 2-0 down, which shows a sense of fortitude. With a team that's not been doing terrifically well, it's very easy for the players to just give up, especially when they're down two goals. That was not what we did. We right. pushed. Yeah, and I think especially Ibsen coming in, I think it was like the 55th or so minute, mm-hmm. uh, came in for Colin Warner, who was already on a yellow. It changed the at least the way that the team was going. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they go with that midfield pairing. Sam Cronin probably is going to be your full-time, more defensive midfielder. From there, I think it's going to be a tactical decision as to what you want out of that slot. If you want something specifically defensive, you go with Warner. 
If you want something maybe a little more in between, maybe Rasmus Schuller would be a good fit. And then putting Ibsen in for your offensive movement. I just want to point out, since you said that Ibsen came in for Colin Warner, who was on a yellow, uh, six minutes after being subbed on, Ibsen earned a yellow for unsporting behavior. Well, yeah. <laughs> About uh, that. Yeah. Also, But Colin Warner also had a borderline second yellow card foul like seconds before he was subbed off. Uh, yeah. Up yeah, until it, that point, he had played every minute for Minnesota United. Where do we think of Abu Danladi coming into this game? I thought well, he kind of moved up next to Christian Ramirez and pushed Venetis out on the wing. I thought Venetis played very well on the wing. That created more chances for mm-hmm. Dunlady and for Ramirez. I, I think um, this was the kind of two forwards up to up play that we were um, not happy with Christian Ramirez doing in his and ASL days that mm-hmm. kind of threw Ramirez off but that wasn't what happened in this game in my opinion when when Danladi slotted in next to him they were still able to create some great chances together yeah, yeah. they they played comfortably together um, I think Danladi still has a lot of room to grow in his game I think he still is getting pushed off balls a little bit too easily but that's that's but just going to come with time and building up strength yeah and in the NSL Ramirez is paired up with Pablo Campos they're kind of the same player almost same build mm-hmm. um Ramirez might be a little more athletic but they're kind of that, that target man striker mm-hmm. while uh, Ramirez is a target man then is more of a poacher kind of a quick guy trying to get into spaces find mm-hmm. that loose ball like he did um on a one of the plays where it fell to him on the edge of the, on the side of the box and he forced a save on Justin Gonzalez he's going to find those places to get the ball and he's going to hopefully fire one home soon as a quick aside, though, um, I'm fairly certain just because I've played with Chris Ramirez and Football Manager for long enough. I was going to be like, you played with him where? It's funny because Ramirez is actually listed as a poacher. So, okay. yeah. Um, well, but he, yeah, Dunlady is a lot better with the ball at his feet. I think that's that's one of the big differences between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as strikers go, if you have one guy that can dribble it well and move into space... Mm-hmm compared to a guy that is really good two, three touches and then gets it in. And Ramirez has definitely developed his game and become a better player since his NASL days. Uh, Andy Greeter had a great article about it in the Pioneer Press, about his development. We should talk a little bit about the fact that Minnesota United Twitter today talking a lot about what Ibarra would be capable of if he had a freer role uh, in the center. And we've talked about it a lot on this podcast and we're still waiting to see it. Ibarra did not see the pitch. We only used two subs this game. Dallas did use all three and we got to give credit where credit is due. Dallas played a solid game despite having a a midweek game, which by the way, I bumped into Manny Lagos on the uh, rental car shuttle (laughs) from the airport (laughs) to, uh, to the rental car station. And one of the, one of the few things that that I I do want to mention that he said was, um, I asked him, you know, Dallas has played a midweek game, so we do think that would give us an advantage. He said, like, from t- you know, if you play a game on Tuesday, there's some recovery time. It's all right. If it had been a Wednesday game, that's when it can be kind of dicey, but Tuesday is okay. So yeah. um, Dallas not looking like that midweek game had affected them as much. I, I almost felt like they didn't shift a gear until they scored the goal in the first half. They were still pressing on, getting a lot of shots in, mm-hmm. but it, it it didn't necessarily seem as sharp. Um, maybe a little bit of the CCL hangover was in place, but mm-hmm. not significantly. 
and Minnesota defensively played well. Um, just a couple of mistakes that our defenders made. Um, Dallas capitalized on that's what a good that's yeah. t- uh, what a top team in MLS does. Uh, by the way, Vadim Demi didn't make it into the eighteen after being named captain at the beginning of the season. Yeah, Demi Dockward, right? Uh, Javier Gonzalez, uh, Gonzalez, Javier Morales for Dallas, uh, getting into the fifty fifty club, fifty goals, fifty assists in the league. Congratulations to him. He played a good game. Jerk. Um, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk just very quickly about the away experience. A few people have asked me about how. This uh, particular experience was I've talked about on the pod that Colorado was absolutely amazing for an away venue. Dallas, not so much. And I, I don't want to get into it too much. I'll, I'll just say a few things, which was number one, our away section layout was very strange. It was a very long section across three rows at the top of a um, section of the pitch that was just kind of in, in the in the middle of all these other Dallas fans. So we were it, it was just like they'd taken three rows that were in the stadium and said, okay, let's put Minnesota fans in here instead of giving us our own section or anything like that. There were some other awkward uh, happenings. For uh, At one point in the first half, I had to call all the Minnesota fans out into the concourse and have them go back into their ticketed seats. Uh, so there was some disruptions. And just generally, I would say it was just very awkward um, sequence of events in terms of this away trip that, that made it a less than amazing experience in the stadium. Uh, Dallas Beer Guardians, amazing supporters group with probably one of the best supporter groups names that I've heard. Great tailgate. Uh, it was really nice to be standing outside in the wind, feeling warm. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, they have a brewery that gives you that gives them two kegs, um, and it was uh, they had one an IPA called the Trilla in Brazilla, and I thought that was pretty neat. That sounds not only awesome but delicious. Yeah. So so tailgate experience good, stadium experience not so much. Um, their stadium is under construction and they had this the person that read it has dubbed the lonely construction worker because there's the construction behind one of the goals and there's just this one person in a high visibility vest and a hard hat sitting there by themselves in the middle of this like construction section and people are speculating it's just this like lonely construction worker going back into the site after hours pretty sure it's a ball boy uh there to collect stray <laughs> soccer balls so it was very funny though very funny nice. Anyway, let's move on to quick Loon News Bites before we have to do other things. Uh, first of all, Joe Greenspan is on loan. Uh, going to Pittsburgh Riverhounds of the USL. Um, expected to be back with Minnesota in May sometime, according to the press release. Um, Pride did him some first-team football before... Uh, Calvo is called away on international duty. And he's also on... Uh, he's with his old coach, right? Reunited. Yeah. Um, his college coach currently coaches at the Riverhounds. Um, a lot of... Yeah, a lot of people are panicking that this means that Demidov is going to spend more time in the 18. I think this really is just that... I think... Between, we- between concussion... Naval duty and all of that. You know, he's he's a guy that still needs development time as a first team player. Mm-hmm. This will give him at least a month that he can play his way in. I'm pretty sure we put Bernardo Anior with the crutches and or an exoskeleton onto the pitch before Demidov makes it back on there. Which I, the other thing I just want to check in on is that Anior is still on the disabled list. Oh yeah, yeah, he's not leaving that. Come on, right. 
<laughs> I kind of forgotten that he was uh, around, honestly, until, team, I, yeah. until I saw the injury report. <laughs> and uh, any other significant injuries we do need to talk about at all? Have we seen anything? At this point, no. Um, there was a nagging hamstring that's apparently kept Dunlady out of some f- training sessions. There's some speculation that might be why he's not pushing Ramirez as much for a first-team spot. Then again, it might also be the fact that Ramirez is still on four goals in six games. Might be that Dunlady is in his first season in MLS. Right now. Also, it might also be that. You know, might, might, might just be that. Might just be that. All right, with that, let's move on to a segment that we call The Major Listing Service, which happens to share its acronym with the Division One Soccer League in these United States. Major League Soccer, which is what we discussed within the segment. And what's the first game you need to talk about, guys, that happened this past week? A uh, 2-0 victory by the LA Galaxy. Galaxy. I, I'm, I'm not certain if I'm pronouncing them right are because they, it involves them winning a game this year. Are they bigger or smaller than the Cosmos? <laughs> Galaxy and Cosmos. How do Whoa, snap. <laughs> I, I just want to point out, by the way, you say Galaxy. There is a fantastic Indian uh, song from when I was growing up by a group called Bombay Vikings called Kya Surathe, where the guy has like a terrible English, uh, Indian accent when he speaks English and one of the words he mispronounces is galaxy. He says galaxy through the whole song and it's hilarious. It's a really adorable song. You got a, it's got a great video. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this has been your moment of Indian pop culture with Natch. Moving back to LA Galaxy. Hey, this Roman Al- and Alisan, uh, Alisan, uh, Ale, 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 I eat pasta. He's pretty good, huh? Well, he's French. Oh, really? So, yeah. But his name is all Italian. <laughs> I guess Romain is also like a Roman. You can see how I was fooled. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all there. Like, essentially, he's probably like qualifies for a Italian passport uh, through his mob connections. <laughs> well, Alison Drini is uh, taken to MLS very well. Started, I think there's third goal of the season uh, right under Evan Book. Sorry, and then Booch. Booch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shout out to Indy Levin. Uh, he, he went by, he, he knocked in a low ball that just had two San Jose defenders ball watching. They're just like, oh, there's a ball there. It's like, you know, is anyone going to try to stop this or what? And then, then like the keeper just like falls to his left. <laughs> he fell over, but like didn't move any closer towards the ball he like just fell straight down and the ball like creeped an inch away from him like he should have reached out his arm like oh save this no nope 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 we had a red card in this game as well uh marco donadell uh seemed to have given an elbow to jermaine jones's face after the game donadell said that jermaine jones has been spending a lot of uh, positive time in Hollywood, and that's unfortunate that it's too late for the Oscars. Because if it was the correct month, he would be up for one for his uh, theatrics after getting hit in the face. He almost peeked through his hands at the ref to see if he actually didn't give a Demidal red card. I mean, he has been hanging out a lot with Charlie Sheen as he posted on oh, Instagram yeah. a couple of years ago. So, like, I mean, this is oh, obvious. No. You know, he's he's just auditioning for his next career, we're, which we're going to talk about the fact that he might need another career in a little bit. Although, just to be on the safe side, though, for the meantime, 
do they test for tiger blood in the MLS PED screens? That became that story. You know, the the, the tiger blood reference and testing became a lot less funny after Charlie Sheen's kind of revelations a, a year ago. Um, I just gotta say, like, this is like jokes that used to be funny like two years ago, and then you're like, oh, now it's like awkward. Well, the galaxy, the galaxy, the galaxy. <laughs> The Delatsi are still hashtag winning. Is that still a thing that we can say? Yeah, okay, I, I, I yeah that's that, always that, right. that is That is something that we can say. Jermaine Jones did get a deflection off a defender to get the ball in for a goal. So good for him. And uh, goalkeeper Dan Kennedy, who shares a name with the host of the Moth Podcast, retired. Uh, he's going to be spending more time with the LA Galaxy front office in a full-time role. With He's doing some youth programming and development. He's doing some broadcast work on radio with LA Galaxy 2. Blah, blah, blah. Ten seasons. Yep. Another another really quick thing that we didn't actually run in the notes. Um, somebody noticed on Twitter, uh, Robbie Rogers has apparently taken every bit of LA Galaxy notes out of his Twitter bio, which is leading to a lot of speculation that uh, he might be also close to retirement. Mm. He has been nagged by injuries. It would be really sad to see him go. Yeah, his, his most recent ankle surgery apparently left him without feeling in his left foot so good yeah so there's a lot of belief that if he's nerve injuries are difficult to come back from but um if he doesn't it might be the end of his career Mm. that that's never never fun to hear moving on chicago beat columbus one nil nemanja nikolic i i think is the correct pronunciation yeah, I so. uh i believe his name is not fashion schweinsteiger right. yeah basically <laughs> he scored yep cool. good for him uh two nil win for new england over houston two awful plays by the houston defense uh mostly their goalkeeper tyler Derrick. on both goals uh he just kind of lets the rebound go straight to a new england defender uh, New England attacker. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Kai, Kai no, no, no. picks up his own uh, deflection basically off a shot, knocks mm-hmm. it in. The next time, Darren. across. Yeah, punches, punches the ball. straight to Juan Adela's foot. Yep. And, and I also have to, I love the fact that the highlights in this game began in stoppage time for the first half. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the sort happened. of first half yeah. it was. Uh, DC United 2, NYCFC 1. I have a question. Do DC people hate NYCFC as well? They hate. RBNY. Uh, no. Shit club, no history. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess there's also no drink for them to pour out awkwardly. At, that's like, a good non, point. Non, that's, non-game that's events. That's a very good point. <laughs> uh, so well, anyway, there was a goal here, and the dude who scores it uh, took the ball off a of center back right outside the box, and uh, Sean Johnson just basically had Pretty sure it was Lloyd Sam. All right, Philadelphia 1, Portland Timbers uh, 3. Fernando Adi, the all-time leading goal scorer for the Portland Timbers. And no, that does not just mean the MLS Portland Timbers. That means every single Portland Timber ever. Wait, he has more goals than Pelé? Didn't Pelé play for like every NSL team? No, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. No, they just feature him in their videos all the time. Aha, uh-huh. okay, all right. Well, anyway, uh, Sons of Ben, when Philadelphia scored the opening goal of this game, uh, took an axe to a loaf of bread. 
which is kind of like last year they had taken a toy chainsaw to a pre-cut bimbo bread <laughs> uh, lineup you know the aping the uh timber joey cutting the the log uh anyway they, their celebration uh I, w- I hope they enjoyed it because they didn't have much enjoyment for the rest of the game timbers came back and smacked him with three goals mm-hmm. uh a penalty late in this one uh darren maddox with some fancy footwork outside the box just sitting down inside the box or on the line um which is inside the box but the philadelphia defenders didn't seem to think so and we're arguing vehemently with the ref Pointing I, at the video board, no less. By the way, has that ever like been like all these players point to the video board, the referee looks up and the video guy plays the replay right at that moment. The referee's like, oh, now that I see it up there, I'm going to change. I think it's always <laughs> been that the referee never looks up and never changes the play. They can't. Yeah. That's, like, not against, that's against the rules. They can't. Exactly. Yeah. The point of VAR that's coming in is to make it so you don't need to look at that and you can instead look at what someone else is saying is actually true. Right. So anyway, so, these, these players argued. And then Adi scored the penalty. And how much wood does that guy have? <laughs> Are we doing crazy? It, it's funny because... <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I learned today in the History of Egypt podcast about the Egyptian <laughs> god... I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, the Egyptian god Min, who is their fertility god of like male fertility, who's always depicted with a freaking raging erection. Seriously, just put Egyptian god Min into Google and then clear your history and burn your computer. <laughs> no, no, no. Just let the 12 year old inside you run wild. Because. Um, it's freaking hilarious if you just can take a childish mindset to it. Anyway, uh, speaking of raging erections. What? <laughs> what segue? Where are you going with this? I'm uncomfortable with that segue. I just, I, one thing before we do move on, I, I want to point out that Adi put the ball under his jersey for that, like, oh, I, I have a baby celebration. And some Philadelphia player. A Gucci uh, Anieu, no less. Yeah, decided to try to, like, take it back. He's like, give me the ball back. Anyway. So, speaking of raging erections, uh, Toronto FC 2, Atlanta United 2. Um, you- this involves Sebastian Giovinco actually being good again. And, duh. Did his goal give... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see that. Anytime uh, that Sebastian Giovinco was good, I it, it, it just happens. I'm sorry. Okay, now we have even more things about your personal life that I did not want to know. Jimmy uh, scored you know one, we, had some more chances. I'm yes. going to stop you right there. You know what we needed to do for episode 100? A supercut of all of the times that I disclosed way too much information about myself. We only, I, we only have an hour for this podcast. Right, oh, exactly. I was going to say. like, <laughs> We can do a bonus pod. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so Giovinco so scored one goal had more chances Atlanta scored both goals early in the half 15 minutes for the first opening goal of the game and then they equalized in I think it was like a minute and a half into the second half yeah it was very quickly in the second half yeah uh, Tito Villalba scored both goals of this game um, so I guess they're not missing Joseph Martinez damn um, <laughs> I could miss him a little more come on guys uh, at this point can we legitimately say that they've put this whole expansion teams are bad thing or have to be bad thing to rest have they shown that you don't need to be terrible i think they've shown what you can do if you bring in a really attack loaded expansion team and just kind of expect and hope that a couple of lifer veterans are going to be good on your back line 
Jose Martinez, though, player of MLS Player of the Month. Also should mention Atlanta did get a red for Yamil Assad, which might be knocked uh, off by the disciplinary committee if they do appeal it. I haven't seen that they have. Because essentially he raised an elbow that kind of grazed the 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 other dude's head. And the Toronto FC player went down and kind of... It seemed he had also been hanging out with Charlie Sheen a whole lot. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Uh, so Atlanta's bringing in Brad Guzan in the summer. And I just want to point out that Al Khan... Khan is playing very well for Atlanta right at the moment. He could be a starter yeah. for most teams in MLS. All the teams that don't need uh, multiple yeah. players in that position being really good. All right, now we need to talk about the snow down at Rio Tinto or the chilla in Manila. Well, Manila really doesn't have anything to do with Utah. But um, RSL 3, Vancouver 0, what happened here? Um, an orange ball happened. That's what. Orange ball. <laughs> the game started with a grassy pitch, and then the second half started essentially the whole it was snowed out. Um, I mean, there was snow throughout the first half, but by the it time the second half had, yeah, 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 the second half it was, it was just to the point that the entire pitch was covered. They were cosplaying um, Minnesota versus uh, uh, Atlanta, essentially, and right down to the fact that uh, Vancouver was letting in a whole bunch of goals uh, when they should be the team that plays better in in cold weather. You would think. Actually, no, Utah probably gets more snow than British Columbia. Yeah. And oh, Vancouver easily plays does, indoors, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they play in a dome. Right. So, yeah, so. yeah. Um, first goal by Albert Rusnak. Disgustingly filthy. Uh, fakes to his right, left kicks it to the near post. David Usad got mad at his defenders when Rusnak hit maybe six inches worth of space. Yeah. Also, the other takeaway from this game. Can can we get Luke Mulholland back, please? Uh, Seriously, guys. Yeah. Please. Can we please? Sort another one in this game. Uh, San Jose won. Seattle Sounders won. Dempsey free kick deflects off the wall. Ladiero volleys it off the top of his boot into the goal. Ooh. Beautiful. Who damn. And Seattle was going to toast a victory until Chris Wondolowski rears his adorable little head again and scores the damn tire. See, if you had his knee area, crotch area. Well, just, we just go with the fact that he replayed like Egyptian god men and, you know, raging erection. Like, just <laughs> he, like, he swung it like a baseball bat and then went yeah. in. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, just to be on the safe side, though, I will say if you are watching the full highlights of this, don't watch the first 84 minutes. There's nothing that happens. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Orlando, one. Uh, Red Bull, New York, zero. What's wrong with New York Red Bull? They were one of the best teams last year. They had two of the MVP candidates. I think, and is it is it Dats Matardi? Right. I was gonna say like <laughs> like giving giving one of them away might be the problem. Oh no! All right. <laughs> and and then having completely. having all this like internal uh, stuff going on before the season started uh, that might might affect players. Uh, I I also just want to point out to all our listeners that whenever Luis Robles comes up, I always call him Robles in my head because it's more amusing that way. <laughs> Luis Robles, but he don't fall down. Robble Robble Robble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good save by Bendik early Ow! in this game. Ow! Ow! <laughs> I did it. I was going to say Bendik. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I, I get the same cringe every time I see like a like tennis ball to the groin whenever I hear the word Bendik. Yep. R- Rubbles did uh, make tremendous amounts of good save in this game, including on the... Uh, 
I mean, the Red Bull defense was terrible, but they, they, they had this, like, howler where they just gave the ball to Laren and was like, here's an empty goal. Please go for it. There's only a goalkeeper between you and It was net. downright Minnesotan how bad it was. Oh, that hurts. Uh, SKC 3, Colorado 1. There was a fight in this game, right? I mean, that's yeah. what the coverage uh, said. Dwyer opens up his 2017 account and proceeds to get into a Tim Howard afterwards because... Tim Howard is mad that he sucks so bad, apparently, this game. <laughs> Which the commentator was like, yeah, you know, you know people are watching this game just because Tim Howard is there. Like, I, mm, mm, no. <laughs> I, I have mean, seen you, one person saying that they're going to come to ne- next weekend's the, or the weekend after next Minnesota game against Colorado only because Tim Howard is there. I'm like, what? Really? You want to watch a guy just stand at one end of the pitch for a while and watch the, what's happening? I mean, and like make like one or two great plays and then... Hopefully not too many great plays. And plus, that beard, though. I actually think he looks better clean shaven, but that's just me. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Okay, all right. Cool. Strong opinions here on things I didn't expect. By the way, Colorado didn't look so great in defense. I wonder why. It's almost like, you know, they they had these better players and then they (laughs) traded them away. Uh, And it's almost like they replaced them with guys that one made their 18, one didn't. Yeah, I I think uh, their first uh, Kansas City's first two goals came from attacks from the left wing. Just do with that what you will. <laughs> uh, a, a couple of quick notes from the Concacaf Fonda Conca Fonca. I had a lot of fun. Right, exactly. The Concacaf Champions League. We had Pachuca defeating FC Dallas. Very late on in that game, as we broke to you last episode. And uh, Whitecaps were beaten by Tigres 2-1 at home, which knocks all MLS teams out of the CONCACAF Champions League. So no point Again. watching it anymore, guys. No point watching it anymore. All right, I with- mean, there's only like one or two games left, right? Yeah. Yeah. You might as well just watch them because it's Pachuca v. Tigres. A couple of good teams. Is uh is uh Deuce Bigelow gonna show up and kind of randomly be watching in in one of the team's jerseys, <laughs> like he does every year? <laughs> I think he actually is a T-Dress fan. Is he? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can I can never remember like which was because I remember there was a there was a Liga MX final that I was watching where he he had shown up and I couldn't I I couldn't remember which one um which of the two teams he was supporting. Yeah, so he'll be there and then he'll be relevant again for five minutes. Do you guys also, by the way, happen to mistake Rob Schneider for Adam Sandler all the time? Because I feel like they became famous at the same time, and they're both kind of the same. No, they became famous because Rob Schneider is the guy that says the weird non sequitur in every Adam Sandler movie. That's like vaguely uh, racist. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it all night long. Okay. Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, um... Uh, I don't know where to go with that, but I, I kind of brought that on myself. Talk about the f- Egyptian fertility down again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great podcast, guys. History of Egypt. How are you doing with the history of Rome, by the way? I was listening to one of our old episodes where, where you oh, were talking about I, uh, I haven't listened to that in a while. I, I'm stuck on the Adventure Zone now, oh, God. Oh, which on. is a fantastic and hilarious uh, podcast about three brothers and their dad playing D&D. Yeah, I bet, it's, it's I, not at all educational, but it, it makes me laugh see, very hard. Parents in the late '80s were right. Um, it's all this satanic worship that's taking people away from real learning about history, about real topics <laughs> like ancient Roman history. Um, 
Come on, Caleb. You gotta, you gotta catch up. How, how, how are my, how are you gonna enjoy my awesome references on this podcast? If, you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I'll doodle it All during right. the break. Okay, yeah. great. We, we, we'll do that right now. We'll take a quick break and then we'll be back. We'll give Caleb some time to listen to all of history of Rome, all seventy-two hours, and then we'll, we'll come back with what else has happened in the last few weeks. Send help. All right, bye bye. <laughs> Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. So as I was saying, the Emperor Tiberius, now he was a real sick man. I mean, there's a lot of stories about the guy that, oh, come on. I was, I was just about to get the good part. And like in a few, a little bit, we talk about Domitian, who history has misjudged. Stop it, Dan. You, you've got Caleb fast asleep over here. God damn it. All right, let's let's move on to a segment we call uh, the pyramid scheme. Oh, come on! And uh, we're not going to talk about the Egyptian god Min anymore, but uh, something else the ancient Egyptians built, which was uh, the pyramids, and specifically the one that they built for the U.S. lower leagues. And uh, to begin with, let's talk to MLS, not to STL. <laughs> I thought that was very clever while I was typing it up. It it, it's funny well. because usually we talk about this when it's actually in the major listing service, but now that the referendum's done not anymore yeah not not anymore because the voters decided not to give uh the saint mls to stl group 60 million dollars to build that stadium and instead the fans started a ghost gofundme for 60 million dollars which has by the way reached eleven thousand three hundred ten dollars which is you had to start somewhere notch yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're they're on their way the mls expands to st louis and there's like one like sliver of hundred seats (laughs) built and they're like come on guys we're just raising money for the rest that one construction worker from dallas (laughs) is sitting there <laughs> Their season tickets will sell out so fast. Every game sold out. Like so much hype. Anyway, uh, with some NWSL news, first of all, Brazilian superstar Marta has signed with the Orlando Pride. She's a five time FIFA World Player of the Year. She's going to make the maximum NWSL salary for foreign players, which is just $41,000. Um, but she's always made more money from endorsements than she ever has from wages. And uh, some of the, the the reporting from SI says that, Sports Illustrated says that it was the allure of playing in the United States where she wants to be. The fact that some of her sponsors would prefer her to be in the U.S. market mm-hmm. as well, uh, that kind of convinced her to to come over here. So I would recommend you guys read the Sports Illustrated article because it's kind of fascinating to see the way some of these players negotiate their deals or why they choose to play in the U.S. And... Speaking of NWSL, very good article in American Soccer Now. Um, tons of developments with the NWSL. Maybe the most important one, the minimum salary is going to double from $7,200 to 15000 this year. That's not even a real living wage, but at least it's something. Yeah, it needs to go up again. Hopefully they can work that out next season. And I mean, part part of the reason that they might be able to do things like that is because they're going to have more exposure by being on Lifetime uh, and with their deal with A&E, where even the games that are going to be streamed online are going to be in high definition and produced by A&E. So, so having better broadcast, having players like Marta playing is something that, that is going to benefit this league. They've made some great changes in the offseason. Another big thing, um, Players Association that's going to be focused on Uh, giving a voice to the non-national team members. And we'll actually talk a little bit more about that in 
another segment. Yep. Ooh, uh, I'm intrigued. Let's talk a little bit about NASL news very quickly. Detroit City FC has extensive talks at NASL. At this point, Detroit City FC and to NASL, I think, is the uh, Miami Real Beckham's United SC to MLS. Uh, you know, it's it's basically Schrodinger's expansion. It's always happening and not happening at the same time. Uh, they've also been talking to USL, but whatever. Cosmos won 2-0 to Miami. They'd just been beaten. We were celebrating the fact that Miami had thrashed them 3-0. But now, uh, very next week is the return fixture. And uh, Cosmos Yeah, uh, Jimmy Marr had a fantastic game. And they had six saves, six or seven yeah. saves. Yeah. So I him, but also good for him. And amusingly, both these teams won their games away from home. So the Cosmos won at the uh, Silver Dome. <laughs> anyway, uh, San Francisco Deltas 3, North Carolina, Texas Ranger 1. The relevant piece of news from this game is... Uh, Teen Wolf is back in action. Uh, he scored two goals and then doubled up some San Francisco Delta fans. Oh, we've been warning people about Ow. this for so long. He literally ran to the fans after his first goal and... It's it's not pretty. He needs no, blood. No, no. The, camera, the cameras blood. did not cut away, and they should have. Right, exactly. Uh, attendance at San Francisco, not so great. The only 1,700 fans for the second game. Concerning because the weather was good. Uh, excuses not, not readily apparent. I mean, if you can watch it on Twitter, you can watch it anywhere but the stadium where you have to pay for things dude you have you can also watch it in portuguese on twitter i just uh, all soccer i watch if it's not in a foreign language it's not worth it okay that's uh it's such a really cheap rosetta stone brian helmick like (laughs) beamed that opinion into my head anyway moving along (laughs) to usl news uh ottawa nil tampa bay won in the nasl ex-nasl derby i should say uh tampa bay has not conceded in 270 minutes, and that's all three games in the USL so far. Georgie Ristoff for Tampa Bay has scored three goals in three. We should also mention that his former teammate, Corey Herzog, has also scored three for three for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, who beat Charleston 2-1 off a very late Corey Herzog goal in stoppage time. Uh, go watch that highlight. Well, we have a bicycle kick alert from today's game with OKC Energy versus, uh, I believe, Sacramento Republic. Um Long throw in, guy, the guy that's doing a throw in does a front flip throw in, ball bounces up in the air once, and uh, Otis Energy Striker hits it in for with a bicycle kick. Fantastic goal. Brilliant. Quick check in about D2 attendance very quickly. Uh, both USL and NASL have seen increases in their average attendance year to date. USL is up 11%, and NASL is up 12%. Average NASL attendance is 5,300. You will see that the independent teams in USL have about the same average attendance, but the MLS-owned teams are at 1,491. So the average USL attendance is 3,800. I'm sorry, we were too busy watching that front flip to header to bicycle kick uh, and it's as ridiculous as we talked about yeah go watch that go watch that piece of highlight it's far better viewing than the uh, attendance tracker i can tell you i feel like i missed well, out no on one's there. viewing the games in person so you might as well watch it on twitter <laughs> exactly that's true uh moving along to our segment that we call the sewer where we talk about the u.s men's women's teenage baby ninja turtles and everything that they do <laughs> For their nation. The first thing, though, has nothing to do with these two teams specifically because finally it was announced that Mexico, Canada, and the United States will be making a joint bid to build a wall on all of their... Wait, what? Sorry. Uh, okay. No, no. no. They're, they're actually probably not going to have to build anything. That's the highlight of their World Cup 2026 20, bid. When every nation will have a team in the World Cup. 
Right, it's true. This, <laughs> it's it's gigantic it's world. Expanding out in enormous. Yeah, right. they're yeah, it's, it's they're already yeah. planning for a forty-eight team World Cup. Um, sixty games in the United States, ten each in Canada and Mexico. Um, apparently, the United States acceded to some of the concerns that uh, maybe current political difficulties getting into the United States from some countries that might actually qualify for the World Cup uh-huh. uh, was an issue. Yeah. So as a result, um, Canada and Mexico joined in. Mexican Feder- or the Federation president for Mexico uh, commented that, yes, it's going to be t- 10 games in Mexico, but also games in Los Angeles, Houston, Dallas, Chicago, Phoenix. For us, it's home. Yeah, great quote. I, I also, by the way, something that uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced. And, no, he didn't. But it is something he'd probably be like, you know, saying with the opposite uh, sentiment. I think that the Mexican Federation president was pretty happy about making. This I don't know if Jeff Sessions know what knows what soccer is. Probably not. No, I, I'm pretty sure that hasn't reached out to Birmingham, Alabama. Nope. But Mexico and Canada fans were kind of upset to see that the U.S. is going to have way more games than they are. And you can't blame them. No. There's stadiums in every major city that can host games. And yeah, there's just the stadiums in the U.S. are just can see so much more, so much more value in having games there. Mm, well, I disagree with that, actually. Mexico has hosted two World Cups already. Okay. And I mean, very good World Cups at that. Yeah. So, I mean, I. I it did look kind of odd when I heard this news, and I think they're justified to be mad. The But at the same time, your point is also a valid one, which mm-hmm. is that the U.S. just could host a World Cup by itself. Mm-hmm. So um, the fact that we are involving these other nations is good, but that's a very U.S.-centric take. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, Mexico could have more games. I think Canada has the right amount. Ah, sizzling hot day. We're going to get, like, hate mail from Edmonton soon. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> Sorry, but your your opinion is kind of wrong, eh? We'd really feel bad, bad for sending this, but uh, uh, you know what? Here, here's some maple syrup package with it. Uh, you know, just and, try it. It's really good. Uh, and you know what? If you need something to really soothe your nerves, here's some of the bats. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, you know, we mentioned earlier about Jermaine Jones's post-soccer career choices and one of the things he announced this past week was that he'll be retiring from the US men's national team after the 2018 World Cup I I kind of hope he doesn't have to announce that because he won't be playing in yeah. the World Cup because if he is that is not good for our development of our young players because he's so old yeah, right. like the first two players announced that World Cup Chris Wondolowski and Jermaine Jones yeah <laughs> it's happening again <laughs> alright USA has announced that they're going to play two games in friendlies Venezuela and Ghana Venezuela will be at Rio Tinto ahead of their qualifier against Trinidad and Tobago in Denver both these games are being played at high altitudes to prepare the US for their game against Mexico which is going to take place in the thin air at Mexico City the Ghana game is going to be a, world, a Gold Cup tune-up in July. So July 1st, the Ghana game, and um, the Venezuela game is June 3rd. Meh, whatever. Um, U.S. women's <laughs> national team players, I'm sorry, it's friendlies. And it's who Ghana, cares? man. It, Ghana hasn't been the same since the World Cup. It's true. Their international team has not done well with all uh, the scandals and all that stuff. These games are going to be good. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I'll give you that one. Yeah, points. All right, keep going, keep going. I won't. Um, so the U.S. Women's National Team Players Association finally agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement with the USSF. Uh, they avoided a work stoppage as a result. Um, big takeaways from this, aside from the fact that there's not going to be a women's national team strike, um, the new deal ups the player compensation, ups the bonuses, gets some more equitable per diems during call-ups, um, a lot better hotel accommodations, travel accommodations. Um, USSF does have a reduction in the amount of uh, subsidized salaries for NWSL in the meantime. Deal's good for five years. Good news for everybody, I think. There's a lot of positives for uh, the women that are regularly playing on the national team. There's also at least some reasonably good news for U.S. soccer that they get a good cash cow out of it. Absolutely. Big sigh of relief from everybody involved. Uh, We should quickly mention uh, some results from them as well. Uh, 4-0 and 5-1, both against... Uh, the Russian women's national team, including a opening goal for Rose Lavelle, who I'm going to throw it out here, the U.S. women's Aryan Robin. Okay. That's very quick on the draw for that comparison. Well, to be fair, the only move that she has is to cut inside (laughs) from the right hand, and yet nobody follows her along, and she's able to score from it. Okay. All right, moving along to the segment we call The Pub, our coverage of English soccer, primarily the EPL. Where are we going to this week, guys? We're going to the Soaring Sam Eagle. It's uh, Muppets-themed. It's Uh, funny because if you've ever seen Arsene Wenger, he kind of looks like Sam the Eagle. He does. He really does. Oh, my God, he does. (laughs) I've never noticed that before. Yeah, this works on many (laughs) levels, Caleb. Oh, I just won that name. Oh, that's you awesome. really did. See, see, this is this. Is, I mean, I planned you that. You can see Caleb's mind being blown off of that on the Zapruder film. That's how crazy his <laughs> eyes bugged out. So, um, Crystal Palace three, Arsenal zero. Wenger's big sham revealed by Big Sam. Um, a lot of terrible, terrible things happened in that game. I do want to address something that was popping up on some of the Arsenal America boards that I still, for some reason, follow because now it just makes me so angry and upset and disappointed. Um, There were a lot of anti-player chants going on through the game from the away fans because this actually did happen at Selhurst Park. So it it was like the the ultra of the ultra for Arsenal fans traveling Um, there. Yeah. Traveling like 10 miles, whatever. (laughs) Um, But uh, Arsenal's bus was actually hurled with a a couple of like bottles and a lot of insults after the game by Arsenal fans. And it it was ugly. It, It was remarkably depressing and you wonder if this is just going to be the it shouldn't be the beginning of the end at this point but who knows Uh, my favorite moment in this game was the Arsenal fan singing Wenger out and Crystal Palace fan singing Wenger in that was was basically (laughs) I think actually it was like Wenger we we want you to leave and, and Wenger we want you to stay but 
uh, all of the Arsenal players at this point are on milk cartons. We're wondering where they are, where they've disappeared to. And I think at this point, honestly, you just stop printing their names on the milk cartons. Let it, let them go. Because Wenger's <laughs> going to stay. We know that. So it's time to just get rid of all the players. Yeah. I mean, uh, Alisher Uzmanov, the billionaire oligarch that owns only 30% of the shares, the other 70% are owned by Stan Kroenke, um, basically said Wenger needs to name his own replacement. Yeah. Not in the sense that he should stay. He needs to name his own replacement now so he can get the hell out of there. Uh, as much as bad as Arsenal played, some credit has to Crystal Palace. Uh, they've, they've been solid in defense for a while now, ever since they loaned Mamadou Sato in from Liverpool. And their attack has been very, very good with Wilfred Zaha, uh, Andrew Tausend, and yeah. uh, Christian Bentete. They're a very dangerous team going forward. They're kind of a sleeper because they're like 14th or 16th. I don't remember what. But anything, any team they come up against from here on out is going to have a tough time. True enough. Liverpool 2, Stoke 1. Which made you really happy. Really yeah. happy. Like, so happy. Like, we talked about how he reacts to Giovinco goals. And Bobby Firmino stored that game winner. You pray to Egyptian gods. Six to midnight. <laughs> Clean up on aisle three. It was a great um, goal. Uh, great through, uh, lofted through ball. Bounces once. Uh, Rodolfino Firmino times his run perfectly. Mm-hmm. Bounces once. Hits it from outside the box. And just... Into the back of the net. Beautiful. He actually has seven yellow cards for excessive celebration. The most for any top flight uh, player, but worth it. Good stuff. And those abs. Those abs, though. Yeah. All right, guys. Clean it up. Clean it up. <laughs> uh, Arsenal doing poorly means Spurs did well. 4 0 against Watford. That's what's supposed to fucking happen in a London derby. Um, Deli Alley scores an absolute screamer, and Tottenham have figured out a way to not Spurs it this year. Yeah, there's there's still seven seven games left in their season. Let's no no no. Trust me, at this point, Saint Totteringham's Day is not going to be celebrated. Yeah, Aww. no. West Ham one, Swansea zero. <laughs> Take <laughs> that, Swansea. Going to get relegated. Wish, bet you were wishing you didn't fire Bob Bradley now, huh? It would have been totally different if he had kept him on. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was. He was doing a project, guys. You were. You weren't smart enough to realize what he was doing. Too short sighted, and see now what happens. <laughs> yeah, Kalate uh, strike from distance uh, sends the the Swans further into the relegation zone. I think they're nineteenth at the moment. Uh, it's going to be very tough for them. No, I think they're 18th. They're being very tough for them for to climb out of that, I think. Uh, teams about them are playing very well. They, they've got a shot. Uh, yeah. Someone who doesn't have a shot at all of climbing out of the relegation zone is Sunderland dead last again and lost 3-0 to Manchester United. Are you sure that it's not a shot or not a goal? Hmm? Oh, yeah. They, they haven't had goals either. Uh, Sunderland hasn't hasn't scored a, a a goal in 87 days. Um, Leicester have, in that time, Leicester have had more wins than someone has on the entire season. Um, it's like David Moyes' darkroom is about to have some additions put on. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, like a brick wall so he can't come out and manage a team ever again because... Yeah. That, uh, what happened to that man after he, he left Everton? Jeez. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Um, speaking of coaches are suddenly terrible, uh, Craig Shakespeare lost his first game 4-2 Everton win over Leicester City. Ranieri died for this. I just <laughs> want to point out. Shakespeare out. 
there were uh was it four goals in the first 10 minutes of this game it was absolutely insane yeah it was a bonker start to the game and then Lukaku was able to get a brace that's so just... glad he's leaving <laughs> yeah uh, he's yeah Mark Albrighton's free kick for Leicester is fantastic. Go and watch it. Find it. Watch it. It's good to see Everton doing okay. You know, they had that big blow with Seamus Coleman getting hurt in the international break. I know. Not for you, <laughs> but but, they, but they, it's, it's nice to see them getting a result. For me, especially as an Irishman, I'm, I'm happy to see... Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though. And I need to wait for a second uh, to let the sound cue end because uh, this is typically the segment where we talk about international soccer. And the first piece of news that we have to, to mention is is not very pleasant, which is that Borussia Dortmund was scheduled to play Monaco in the Champions League today and their bus was hit by what we think uh, still at this moment were bombs. Uh, windows on the bus broken one player injured and hospitalized game postponed yeah, terrible uh, news uh, three explosions has been, have been reported um, Mark Bartra was the player uh, went into the hospital with a broken wrist he's out now he's been discharged which is good um, the game was postponed from today till tomorrow uh, it still seems a little soon for those players to go through that and then play yeah. the next day but Maybe it'll help them kind of clear their heads and do something that they know they they, they can do with that, that's play soccer. Um, big ups to the Dortmund fans and yeah, yeah a, a number of Dortmund fans uh, were posting on Twitter that they were going to house Monaco fans that had no plans to actually stay. They were just gonna you know come in for the game and then head back for um, basically the last flight home. Um, they were taking them in, uh, giving them, you know, free lodging. Completely awful situation, and yeah. it's good to see that uh, the soccer community is doing something positive out of it. Moving along, Juventus beat Barcelona 3-0. The, the story of this game is kind of antithetical to Barca's struggles earlier this season because Messi actually played well in this game, um, and he tried very hard to to get a result for his team, but stopped by Gianluigi Buffon yeah. and he was just overshadowed by Juventus's Dybala. Paulo Dybala, um, he he's not really an unknown, but he really propelled himself onto the world stage with this performance. Um, for some comparison, he earns three million pounds a year at Juventus, while uh, Jesse Lingard earns. Six million at Manchester United. Uh, I expect Paulo Dybala's pay to go up as he's probably to be bought by one of the giants of Spain or England. So, so Barcelona with their work cut out for them in the return fixture. But uh, as we saw in the last round, let's, this let's is insurmountable. Not. They can't come back. It's never going to happen. Uh, Real Madrid won. Atletico Madrid won. Um, solid, solid performance on both sides for the. Uh, Madrid derby. Griezmann scored the late equalizer. Uh, Pepe got the rarest of goals. No, nothing, nothing for rare Pepe's. No, 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 no nothing. No, no, no. Not anymore. No, okay, no, no. cool. Um, he did leave the match with what are believed to be a season-ending set of broken ribs. And uh, Football Weekly speculating that this might actually be his final game for Real Madrid because uh, there's been some contract negotiations that have not been going well. And 
that might be it for his career at that team. Malaga beat Barcelona 2-0. Shock result. Uh, Neymar did send off um, for two yellows, one for kind of a delayed game, and then one for a foul. And um, he did said he did a one game suspension, and he had an additional three additional three games, additional two games for sarcastically clapping at the fourth official. What is it with Barcelona players and, and hounding assistant referees? Like, <laughs> what is going on? So, um, he'll miss the upcoming El Clasico against Real Madrid. Right. Womp womp. Barcelona 4, Borussia Dortmund 1. Uh, you mean Bayern Munich 4, Borussia Dortmund 1? What did I just say? Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they played like a stereotypical Barcelona in this game. Um, remember when I said that Rose Lavelle is the Aryan Robin of the U.S. Women's National Team? Uh-huh. Um, how do you let Aryan Robin cut inside after all of this time of him only having one move and it always working? It's it's that one scene in uh, the 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 movie with uh, Seth Rogen, John Apatow, knocked up. Where he's at the club and he's basically on the dance floor and there's only one. He's only got one move, which is like throwing the dice. Yeah, it's the only move. That's Aryan Robin. He's on the floor. He's throwing the dice. You gotta know what's coming with him and uh, anyway yeah um but in all seriousness fantastic game by Bayern. um robert Lewandowski had a shoulder injury proceeded to score the ensuing penalty <laughs> because he's robert Lewandowski. uh byron at this point hold an a 10 point league lead over rb leipzig have extended the lead to 18 over borussia dortmund all right. Well, uh, Argentina has fired their head coach, Edgardo Baos. How do you say this last name? It, 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 um, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. He's yeah, fired. yeah. He's he's the he's the guy that saw Lionel Messi get a suspension throughout the end of World Cup qualifiers. Right. So. Yeah, we'll we, we'll see what happens there. We can speculate about candidates at some other date because we do have to keep moving. All right. With that, let's move on to a segment we call. What else? The Reynolds Wrap-Up with Colin, where he takes a soccer conspiracy theory that's in your head and makes sense of it for you. So while I've been looking into a number of these New World Order conspiracies, I did have to actually make a quick side trip. Um, When Notch put out the request for questions for our 100th episode of We Call It Soccer Tough Cast, whatever the heck you call it, um, (laughs) somebody did slide into my DMs and ask me, how the hell did you end up on a podcast? And I got to be honest, as the person that dives into all of these very difficult questions, I didn't really have an answer except for... Notch was nice enough to bring me on to this program. It's been an absolute treat for me to come into your lives, spill stupid things, terrible jokes every week. Um, I've I've really enjoyed it, and I want to thank you, Notch. I want to thank you for all of the work that you've put into We Call It Soccer, into to United fans. Everything that's gone into these hundred episodes has been just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, because we just show up to your house and you hand the scripts and we just start recording right away. Seriously. Just, oh, like, yeah. 
I say this here. This it's literally what it says right here in my script. <laughs> yeah. These words that I'm saying right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say, guys. Thank you for being my awesome co-host. You know, there was a there was a point in time uh last year where I was looking for some people to join me on the podcast as co-hosts, and I was super nervous about uh who I was gonna bring on, and and, y- and you guys wrote to me on Twitter. And, oh no, wait! I, I I think it's time we, we reveal the truth. I swiped right on Tinder. <laughs> I, I answered a Craigslist ad. Man, man, sitting. We don't need to be telling them that much truth. Okay? We don't need to tell them that much truth. It was casual encounters, guys. <laughs> I want to talk casually about soccer with you, with some guys. <laughs> so I, I was nervous, and I was like, I don't know if this is gonna turn out. And that was I don't even remember how many episodes back. But it's been a, it's been a wild ride. We've changed the name of the podcast. We've changed the format together. It's going well, and uh, here's a hundred more episodes with you guys. Cheers, boys! With that, why don't you tell these good people where they can find you on Twitter? I'm at K Olson716. I'm also I also write for 551. You can find my match recap of the Dallas game there. Uh, you can find me at the attachment, where hopefully I will be posting various pictures of my birthday celebration soon. Oh yeah! Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Colin! Thank you. I'm going to be old enough to die as a rock star. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I'll, I'll buy you the guitar. Uh, not we really. Don't, we uh, don't want him to die. Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to. I mean, if you want to buy me a guitar, go for it. Like, I need I need an electric. This is just... Do you play guitar? Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. Really? Oh, I yeah. play drums. Guys, let's start a band. Yeah. <laughs> Knox, learn bass. Quick. <laughs> You can find me at TWO United Fans, and uh, you can find this podcast on 55.1 and find podcast providers everywhere. Do subscribe, tell your friends about this podcast. We would love to have new listeners. With that, we thank you for being our listeners. We thank you for tuning in for 100 great episodes of this podcast. We will see you for episode 101 next week. Bye bye, everybody. Bye.